Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 220 of Getting It Out Podcast. That was In Sight with War Soup, featuring Max Cavalera on guest vocals. Uh, that's from their album Wake Up Dead. Came out early this month, April 8th to be exact, on uh, Atomic Fire Records. Atomic Fire Records. Are you wondering where that record label came from? Because I have. Turns out it's, uh, I think his name is Marcus from Nuclear Blast, 
going off on his own, taking a couple of his bands with him. And uh, I know Agnostic Front is among them, so I'm expecting that release somewhere in the near future, hopefully. Anyway, just looking forward to other stuff. But let's talk about Insight for a minute. Insight, you'd be like, whoa, man, you got Max Cavalera to do guest vocals on your record? And most people would be like, that's crazy. How did you pull that off? But then when you're like, he's my dad, it's like, oh, okay, so this is just this is just some nepotism shit, which is cool. I, I, I totally appreciate that. You got to use those connections that you got. I remember one time I, I tried to get a, I tried to get a job working for this, uh, this local government in Newberry Township, and uh, my aunt worked there. And I wanted the job of what was basically jokingly called a turd herder. I would stand like in this water treatment facility and basically lord over a steaming sea of shit and just make sure it didn't get clogged up. And I think I had a big pole and I could push a poop through if I needed to or whatever. You know, I don't really know what was going to happen on those days, but this is just the way I dreamed that it would go. And they didn't hire me. They said it was nepotism because my aunt worked there. I couldn't do it. Didn't make much sense because they hired her son the summer before, so I think they just really didn't like me. But anyway, I just want to shout out to Nepotism uh, for keeping me away from being uh, a lifeguard in a, in a pool of poop. Uh, that that kind of worked out in my favor. So shout out to Nepotism again for helping get Insight out there. I actually do like this record. I'm not meaning to sound like I'm talking shit, but uh, it's cool. Insight's a decent band. I think they get a bad rap because of their uh, affiliations with Max Cavalera. Which is an odd thing because Max Cavalera is still looked at in a good light. But, you know, whatever. Metal people were complicated. Um, speaking of back then when I was trying to get that job as a turd herder, that was probably the early 2000s. I was uh, probably doing it as a summer job. And around that time, I was also just getting into Caliban. And that's who's on this episode of the podcast. Mark Gortz from Caliban. And we're talking about their new record, Dystopia. And you're going to hear all about that in just a few minutes. But first... Let's do that Getting It Out podcast intro song from the world's greatest thrash metal band, crossover band from New Jersey, Hot Zone. Yeah, what's good, all you bitches and bitches? It's the illustrious Hot Zone, back at it again with another podcast intro. They said, oh, you want to do a podcast intro for the Getting It Out podcast? I said, oh, shit, I got to write a rap first, don't I? They said, no, you don't got to write a rap first. The hardcore podcast said, all right, I think I can maybe make that happen. Let's see what we can do. Make family out of friends, make friends out of enemies Peace to my family, make friends till they bury me All the places we've been, we're never sitting it out We be getting it in, where you getting it out? I said all the places we've been, we're never sitting it out We be getting it in, where you getting it out? So before we get into this thing, I want to mention that I went to see Opeth and Mastodon last night. Chemist was also on the bill, but I was too late to catch them. Uh, we got there just before uh, Opeth started, which normally would be great, but I love Chemist. Uh, as you may know, I've had Ben Hutcherson on and uh, Phil Pendergraft, and uh, the two, two separate times I've had Chemist on the show. I love that band. I've never seen them live, and I missed out this time. But hey, I live an hour and a half away. I work a normal job. And Philadelphia parking is insane. I Look, I'm in Philadelphia at least once a week. At least. And I do not understand the rules of parking in Philadelphia. You can get a ticket for anything, but you can also do whatever you want. And I don't know where... I don't know how they decide which area you're in. You can, you can park on the sidewalk. You can park in the middle of the street. And it's okay. You don't get tickets. Everybody does it. But in other places, you can't park... <laughs> Like, slightly askew, are you going to get a fucking boot? They're going to go right to the boot. You're going to get towed. It's insane. I don't know. I don't know how they do it. The PPA is relentless, and the people that live in Philadelphia somehow seem to have it a little bit figured out. Maybe they don't. Maybe they're just living on edge the whole time like I was. Um, but but eventually, we found a, a parking spot that was half on a sidewalk, and whatever, it worked. They didn't get a ticket, so that worked. And uh, like I said, Miss Chemist, bummer. Opeth, as we got in there, was great. Uh, they could have been better, but they were probably fine. I was just standing under a balcony for most of it and didn't realize that that was really fucking up the sound. And once I went out into the crowd uh, at the at the end during their last song, 
to <laughs> honestly just to get away from a guy that was talking too fucking much near me um that it was way better out there but then like you know i'm there with my wife and she's shorter uh she's pretty short which is cool i like her like that but everybody there is suddenly seven foot tall. Like, I can't even see over these people. What the hell is she supposed to see? And sometimes I'll drop down to look at what she sees from her level. And I don't get, what is the, how can you even, how can we have these places? How can we have, why aren't all these floors on a slant? These people can't see anything. That sucks. Like, what was the point of that? This show was originally supposed to be at the Met in Philadelphia, which is seats. Uh, we saw a comedian there, Elijah Schlesinger, once. And uh, that was awesome. Uh, because it was comfortable, and I thought that's where we were going this time too. And I was like, "Hell yeah, this is gonna be the best show ever!" And it wasn't, but it was good, right? Mastodon was incredible. We didn't stay for the whole thing because we're old, and uh, I need to get home, man. I'm t- I'm tired this morning. It's 7:31 in the morning right now as I record this after that uh, show, and I'm glad we went. And an Opeth and Mastodon were great, but uh, I wish it were in a seated venue. And I wish I didn't have to watch uh, several. Uh, let's say let's say half the show through other people's cell phones. Put them down. I don't want to see. I get it. I take pictures too. You just reach up, snap it, put it down. You don't need that video. You're not watching that. Who's that for? Who are you taking that video for? I don't get it. But you know, I'm a I'm a total hypocrite too. So anyway, that's what's happening uh, in my world right now. If you've been following, getting it out on Instagram, you might have seen some getting it in the mail episodes going up i don't they're not really episodes whatever you know what i mean videos going up and i appreciate you watching those and watching me get stuff in the mail that's what life's all about right getting good stuff in the mail but uh speaking of good stuff i got a good interview here with mark Quartz of caliban uh caliban's a band i've been listening to for a very long time uh not consistently so you know fell off for a few years jumped back on fell off depending on the album and uh, I think uh, it was interesting to hear him say that he agrees that some of it's not as good as the other. And uh, I think that's normal. And uh, listen in, hear him elaborate on that. Or not, you know, whatever. Skip over it. I don't care. It's it's 7.30 in the morning. All right? First, though, I'm going to play you a song from Caliban. This is called Virus. It's featuring Marcus Bischoff of Heaven Shall Burn. And uh, then you're going to hear my interview with Caliban. Chaos! 
Caliban has been on my radar for over 20 years now. Uh, the first thing that I remember getting into or getting from you guys was the first split you did with Heaven Shall Burn. Well, now that you've been a band for nearly 25 years, would you have ever imagined when you started this thing that you'd still be around at this point? No, not really. I, I mean, I don't really, I don't really pay attention to the time so much you know i just go with the flow somehow i didn't even know on an on another interview i didn't even know that it's our 13th album i actually i actually really <laughs> didn't know that <laughs> so I was like, oh come here it's your 13th album i was like is it okay <laughs> i mean i know that's over 10 but that's as much as i can remember but uh, yeah now i never have would have thought um that i'm going to be especially in one band for such a long time because um me and Andy, we are in this band since school times. It started as a school band, and you know we were so young, you know, in seventh grade or something, and started this band. And uh, <laughs> and uh, it feels somehow weird that we are still <laughs> a band like from this school time, you know. Really, seventh grade is when you started Caliban. Yeah. Holy really. shit! I, I mean, we had a different name at that time, you know, but right. um, but um, I think basically. <laughs> One or two years later, in ninth grade, I think we changed out already to this name. So, yeah. <laughs> that's nuts. Um, the you, you like what well, you said, and you said the other guy said it's your thirteenth album. I didn't know it was thirteen. I thought it was eleven or twelve or somewhere in there. But my point is that you've put out a lot of stuff. There's those two splits with Heaven Shall Burn. Um, when you break it down, it almost I think it comes out to about a record of some sort at least every two years are you constantly have you been writing this whole time how do you have this much material um i don't know i I always like to be creative and stuff like that so um usually we have this two-year pattern because the year after the release of an album we just tour and i don't i don't really think about songs and stuff like that and yeah. then after one year, I, I feel the need somehow, anyways, to sit down and be creative, write something. We take a little break from concerts or tours and stuff like that. And then usually I come up with with like 10, 12 songs within a couple of months, two, three months or something, you know, and then we do fine tuning and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's not so complicated, actually. I mean, this time we took a lot longer time, uh, a lot longer than usual. I think that's pretty much exactly four years since our last album i mean if you call if you if you count zeitgeister which is like an ep and it's just one new track and the rest is like old reimagined songs so it's not new so the last fully new album was elements and that was 2018 so for us four years that's like that's insane (laughs) i mean we thought about like it was a bit before pandemic we wanted to take a little break to be more creative uh, take a rest and stuff like that so we thought about like a three year cycle that last time That uh, and because of Corona it got to be extended to four mm-hmm. so um, so we had a little bit more time to to work on the song some more detailing and stuff like that so but yeah it never has 
come to mind that is somehow work or a problem to to write songs i don't know i always like i mean it's maybe also because we always like to progress have a lot of progress in the music have new influences like find new ideas and stuff like that um i think that's what keeps me going at least to to write music if it would be always the same you know some bands and i don't mean that's a bad thing but some bands on 10 albums they sound pretty much pretty much the same with yeah. minor minor detailed differences but um this wouldn't work for me probably then it would be really hard i think to put out new ideas new songs and stuff like that but since we always add new influences and try to progress and stuff like that that keeps me going actually to try out new things well when you started this band what were the intentions what did you want it to sound like back in what was it 97 i think that is uh, that is hard to say um Basically, we were we were very young. We were fans of like old Sepultura, Machine Head, but also hardcore bands like Earth Crisis and stuff like that. But they came a little bit later. Uh-huh. And um, Biohazard and th- these kind of bands, Corn. Um, I remember that we were like very young, and then Corn did their first European tour with their first album. And I think I was in Essen. That's my hometown. At least now, my hometown. I was going to a show, and on, on that Corn show, they were like. 200 300 people so very small you know compared to so um yeah that was like the they, these were the influences back in the days you know like some old school or uh, bay area fresh metal bands also and uh, yeah some slayer and stuff like that you know and uh, that's uh, what we listened to when we started and then it became more hardcore based you know when it when it started with snapcase earth crisis and um then later on came bands like played a lot of shows with them also like morning again and stuff like that i don't know if you know them but yeah um, of course yeah that's hardcore is my world so i know all of it yeah right. yeah that came and then or before even that that came like culture and um yeah all all these i was always into new school yeah hardcore you know and then it developed somehow later on into into metalcore or whatever you want to call that mm-hmm. so and um of course, I listened also a bit to Minor Threat, Chain of Strength, and all that kind of old school bands, but that was never really my my go-to thing, you know? I mean, some yeah. band members listen to that a lot, Gorilla Biscuits and all that kind of stuff, but this is the roots. These are the roots of, of the band somehow, you know, all this type of music. Yeah, well, like I said, that's the hardcore scene is how I knew of Caliban, and specifically yeah. in in this the area that I'm from, uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, loved Caliban, and uh, like when it, back when it was, uh, it was like you guys were some sort of secret when it was just a small boy in a great heaven event, and even probably up until Shadow Hearts, um, and. Uh, and I don't know. It felt like a, a well kept secret. And then you, you guys, you guys did make your way over here. I was talking actually to a friend of mine earlier today, and he referenced your uh, Hellfest set. Um, so, what was it like when you finally got over here to start playing? That was awesome. I mean, the first tour got interrupted by nine eleven. You know, yeah, that was yeah. actually the very first year, so that tour got abruptly to an end. But um, yeah, I mean, when we we played Hellfest, we played Hellfest twice. Uh, don't ask me which years. Uh, <laughs> one one year was outside on this kind of uh, airfield or something with this with this metal roof, some kind of hangar, yeah. something like that. I don't know. That was the first time we played. That was crazy, insane to play with so many bands. You know, there was there were like Hatebreed, Bleeding Through, Eighteen Visions, Kids Which Engage. All those bands were playing there. It was really crazy. Was it Kids Which Engage? I think it was Kids Which Engage. Mm-hmm. Um, and stuff like that and then later on we played in this was it was it like a was it indoor festival um i don't know if it was like some tennis court or something. it was i, I don't think know. i think what you're thinking of is in new jersey the rexplex in 2004 yes exactly that's where that's and, I, and i was at that one and i saw you at that one and that was the last one that was the last hellfest it got shut down yeah. later that night and it never happened again here yeah, unfortunately. They had problems with the outside area, and then they had also problems with that place, I think, and then they just shut it down. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but yeah, it was, that was crazy. I have I have even, I, I someone sent me like a couple weeks, a couple months ago, sent a video from that show, from that indoor 
thing on 2004. That was crazy. The first song with the intro someone sent over. <laughs> There's a video on YouTube. That's awesome. And what, from what I remember, it was it was actually soccer. It was indoor soccer fields, stadium or not soccer stadium. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, it was, wow, it's, that's so long ago. That's almost 20 years ago, just that. Um <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all right, so a lot of people that I think are familiar with your early material and uh, all of it up through now would say that, like you said, you've you've progressed a lot. And I don't know how many people stayed on board. You're a band that I've definitely kept an eye on, and I've loved watching the way you've changed. And you've always been uh, paired up with Heaven Shall Burn, and I think rightfully so. You guys are like joined at the hip, it seems. And even on this album, you have Marcus uh, doing a guest appearance. Yeah. Uh, what do you think has what has tied you guys together so well through all these years? Um, because especially in the beginning times, we played countless shows together everywhere in Germany or in Europe. You know, the tiniest shitholes up to bigger places and stuff like that. We became very good friends. You know, like we are still up on this up up until today. We are very good friends with all of them. You know, it's always like really nice when we meet up somewhere play shows when we play in their area they come out when when they play in my area i go to their show we hang out we go to eat and stuff like that you know and it's uh yeah such a good friendship and we yeah we play so many shows together that yeah somehow we had to become friends somehow <laughs> because it's impossible to not if you hang out with the same people so often you know well, yeah, but it's it's nice that it, it didn't become, or maybe it is, maybe it's friendly. Maybe it, has it ever been like a friendly rivalry between the two bands? Not really. No. no. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, in the past, in the very past, there were always some kind of things like uh, Mike from Hemsworth said, it, like, oh, I don't know about that new thing there. We let you try and see how it works. Then we go after you. You know, <laughs> that, that is some, sometimes stuff like that. But uh, sometimes we were bigger. Now they are bigger, and uh, you know, who cares? You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that I, I mean, that kind of gets to something I wanted to ask you about as far as uh, heavy metal music or just whatever you want to call it, metal music in in Germany. Because I feel like I'm often talking to uh, metal musicians from Germany, whether it's Deserted Fear. Udo, like I mentioned, Sodom, Gravedigger, Heaven Shall Burn. I've I've had all you guys and more on here to talk, and it, I, it's I'm not exaggerating when I say I feel like I talk to Germans as much as I talk to Americans, but but I but I'm curious because I don't really know how is metal music viewed in Germany on a mainstream level. Well, that that started actually. I don't know how how how, how long ago, but uh, yeah, for some for some time, especially bands like like us or Heaven Shall Burn and this kind of music style was had a really hard time to get into the metal scene somehow. You know, the true metal fans, you know, yeah. like the, the the true to the bone metalheads. They for a really long time and still there, still some there, but you know, hated everything what which is, was coming from the from the core scene, even metal core scene that was music for them. How can a band like uh, Caliban play with Creator? That's a shame. Or or <laughs> Heaven Shop plays with the uh, with uh, Sodom. What the hell is going on? You know, and like, like and that was that was going on for quite a while. And even even in in well known big metal magazines. Uh, this type of music had a really hard time in the beginning because they never thought about it like as a as a yeah normal band. Ah, now I have to review this in another metal band. When is this going to stop? You know, it's like now, yeah, we don't stop. You know. <laughs> yeah, and say there's there's totally still a stigma from the term metalcore. Um, yeah, and, and uh, yeah, go ahead. but that stopped. That stopped. I think like at least seven or eight years ago you know mm -hmm. that so it's established like heaven shall burn can play easily heaven shall burn much more easy than us because we have this melodic vocals you know heaven shall burn don't mm -hmm. but um but um can easily play with metal bands on go metal bands on tour also for example when we go with soil work on tour we did that in the past a couple of times that's completely normal and nobody is hating each other you know like it's, it, it melted somehow together but it took it took really some some time to get to get to that point and then yeah it was not an easy process jewelry isn't a gift you give just once it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it 
Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. No, but it finally worked out, and I'm glad it did. You, 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 uh, we, we're talking because you got a new album coming out called Dystopia, which drops tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm, exactly. And uh, like you said, there was some delays here with the pandemic. Um, and it's the longest you've had between albums. But you did do that Zeitgeister record, which is which you recorded uh, songs in, in the German language, right? Yeah. Why did you make that decision? Um, we always want, I mean, I have to talk a bit more to just to, to, to describe that. Um, it, Zeitgeister was actually supposed to be an add-on, like a bonus disc to, for mm. Dystopia at okay. some point, but it was supposed to uh, contain less songs. Right? And uh, yeah, always wanted to have some because we have always like this one German song on the album and stuff like that. And then we got also asked, "Oh, why don't you do a full album in German?" And then we thought, "Nah, that's something we cannot." Do. First off, we don't want to do, and we cannot do because our fans got used to eight, nine, ten albums in English and suddenly switch to German. That is weird somehow. So we thought, "Why? How about we have one new song and the rest we do reimagine older songs." in German because then it's really something new and have that as a special add-on disc for the dystopia but then uh, because of the pandemic and everything everything was delayed and we couldn't tour and stuff like that then we thought now we can't we cannot not put out anything you know so what what do we do so um, so we made the decision we added more song to the Zeitgeister so I think dystopia uh, the Zeitgeister was supposed to contain four or five songs so we extended that to eight or something you know mm-hmm. and um that it's like a full ep long term like like a like 36 minutes or something and then we thought let's release that that we can give the fans some kind of sign hey we're here we're working on music we are like here's something new for you you know and um it's uh it's, it's not 100 percent necessary that you tour on this album on this ep you know in the background we still keep working on on the on the album so we decided to split this release it's not as a bonus disc so release it on its own and uh, yeah so we could do this kind of like idea in german because we like to play with this kind of ideas and uh, how it sounds it's very different and um but uh, yeah that's why it's like some kind of special release so um some people were afraid we got in a lot of messages oh zeitgeist is german what about the new is it going to be german because i'm from belgium i don't understand any words <laughs> it's like don't worry it's just a special thing we keep our main focus on the english songs it's just a special for us we always wanted to do and um yeah and this was the way we thought it's the best way to do it gotcha that's very cool i didn't know that would I didn't know that that was the case with that that EP, and that's uh, that's interesting. Though you also obviously recorded uh, Dystopia in the last couple of years. How did the pandemic affect the record, other than time, other than delaying it? instrumental wise not as much because i have my own recording studio i always write do pre-production in my studio so that was not really a lot different because uh, it that was basically the same but uh, the producing i did this time a bit over the internet that was a bit more time consuming time consuming but and a little bit complicated from time to time but in general that was also fine when it comes to the vocal part, that was really, really difficult and annoying. And we also, we all said that's something we're not going to do this way again. It was just, it mean, it turned out the way we wanted it to be, but it took just so much of time and stress and arguments and stuff like that. 
that was really really annoying because we had this kind of restrictions because of corona and stuff and uh, the vocals usually get recorded in berlin where our uh producer who does the vocal stuff is working has his studio so andy was going to berlin to record and it wasn't possible that all of us or me for example is going there the whole time because of restrictions how many people can be in the same room and blah 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 you know yeah. so um when i write songs i have you basically an idea of what kind of vocals should be there and how they should be and which kind of melody and stuff like that <coughs> but because i couldn't be there they did a lot of stuff record stuff and then send it over to me and i was like ah that is not what what's supposed to be there i had a completely different idea delete this and this and then andy had was annoyed that he had to sing something again because uh he maybe liked some of the stuff which i didn't like and then i said no no no, this is supposed to be like this and this and this and this i said that before but then you know and then it was like always sending stuff through the internet back and forth and and then Andy was actually done, went back home, and I was like, you can't go home, that is not finished, what, the, what about this part, and there's something missing, and this is wrong, and then, oh, why are you not going to go back to Berlin, are you stupid, or something, you know, like, and then he had to go back, and record something again, and that was really, really annoying, you know, afterwards, I mean, we're all cool now, but <laughs> during the process, also, me and, like, the producer, uh, Benny, we had a lot of arguments on the phone, I mean, Afterwards, like we said, we sat down, we, we talked about it, and it's totally fine because we are such long-time friends. So, but and during the recording process, we threw words at each other that <laughs> I don't want to repeat here, you know. <laughs> so like, are you stupid? What are you doing there? Ah, oh, fuck off! You know, like it's like it was really like uh, heated conversations. Let's call it like that. But afterwards, you know, we talked about it and said we didn't mean all these things both of us you know it was just stressful and let's never do it this way again because usually it's really smooth when we do that and it uh, it's a lot faster than it took this time but uh, yeah well that's that's yeah, interesting that, yeah that was the biggest difference you know that, to that. <laughs> that is definitely one of the things i was going to ask you about being a co-producer or producer whatever your exact title is on these records how the rest of the band takes your direction or responds to your direction and it sounds yeah. like sometimes it's a little hairy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it worked out in the end so yeah yeah well so this this album um like we, we mentioned is several into your discography now when you're releasing a new record like dystopia what, what are you most looking forward to with this maybe with this release specifically since it's been so long what's what's the um, most exciting part of the release of dystopia um yeah um, especially because i had a pretty pretty clear vision what which direction i wanted to take with this album because i tried to combine the really old school elements from caliban like really the really old school like the shadow hearts and even stuff from before mm -hmm. combine it with the latest albums like gravity i'm nemesis and, and elements and stuff like that and uh, i'm curious how the people react on that because if you listen for example on the breakdown on ascent of the blessed this middle part is really like old school caliban like from 15 years ago even like this roughness and uh, and i tried to add this a bit you know i think this new album is a bit more down to earth it's not so atmospheric i mean it has a lot of atmosphere in certain parts and it's pretty pretty dark and stuff like that but in general it's more down to earth not so atmospheric like the elements album which is more like a spacey somehow i don't know how to describe that the, it's it's a bit more rough also the sound when i mixed the album i wanted it to sound a little more dirty more rough this is also something which i don't know how the people are going to react on this because nowadays a lot of people are, are used to really polished clean overproduced productions you know but this one is uh, i wanted it to be more rough dirty of course still heavy and, and, and somehow but um I'm very curious how people react on this, if, if this is something also the younger generation, the, the fans of the last couple of are still going to enjoy. I hope they will. Today we will see, because today we play the first of our little release tour here. It's, uh, yeah, to be played today, tomorrow, and Saturday, Sunday. So today is really the first time we play three or four of those songs live. I'm really, really curious how those songs also work out live. It's also always something because sometimes you listen to an album you think it's awesome uh, that you that the songs you do and then you play them live it's like ah, life is not so great you know <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Yeah, I mean, sometimes there are songs you really enjoy, and then on the on you you notice live they don't make any sense somehow. So you s switch to other songs, also new stuff. But uh, you know, I'm curious to see how these songs um, work out. We play Virus today. We play Send of the Blessed and Dystopia, and one of the Zeitgeist. That these are the newer tracks we play, and I'm really curious how people are gonna react on that. Are those the couple that you've already released singles for? Yeah, exactly. How how I have mean, they gone over? Like, how, what's the feedback been for that so far? That feedback has has been has been awesome. Like, yeah. um, of course, the the virus video was a bit controversial for some people, and Central Media really wanted us to put like, some kind of disclaimer on it because Andy is wearing what he's wearing, and um, it was to it was supposed to um, like trigger the people a bit because it says it's obviously to us that it's obviously a song against racism. Yeah. And virus is not connected to COVID and uh, or, or or to the Ukraine and Russian war has nothing to do with that. It's from the we. It's a song of not repeating history from the past. You know the 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 dark times of Germany. You know the the racist times and stuff like that. This is it's a song about that, and we wanted to uh, yeah we put out a song against racism and um, that was a bit controversial <laughs> for some people the video, but. Um, you know, there's always people who misunderstand or maybe want to misunderstand the message, even if there's a disclaimer. But yeah. uh, you know, their reactions have been have been great so far. Hey, and a little so, bit of controversy isn't necessarily a bad thing, at least for yeah. <laughs> at least for publicity's yeah. sake. Um, yeah, if, I mean, if you're if there's really someone out there who understands that as a racist song, there's something wrong with him or her. You know, yeah, like right. because it's obviously if you read the lyrics, if you see the video, the disclaimer, and everything, it still say it's a racist song. Then there is something wrong with you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I mean, seriously, you know, uh, we couldn't be more obvious, which we actually didn't want, but to avoid a lot of misunderstandings, we did a bit more. We did the video a bit more obvious than we actually wanted it to be. But to be safe, you know, especially because of the times and this kind of war thing, we wanted to be sure that there is no bullshit coming. Yeah, no, it's a that's a that's a smart move, a cover your ass move, as I would call it. Yeah. Uh, but but not a bad oh. idea. Yeah, and uh, the reviews we got were also so far the ones I got so far were the ones I was reading so far seemed to be also great. They like the album, and uh, yeah, I hope the fans like it too. I think they will, and I think you're right. It's a little more raw than uh, some of your previous efforts, and uh, I, I enjoy, being a fan of your earlier stuff as well, I really enjoy that. And uh, thank you. Do 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 you find that uh, do you find that most or some, at least a good portion of your fan base has been with you the whole time, or do you feel like most of it's um, newer generation? I mean, we have we, we kept a lot of the the fan base. Of course, some people change, you know, especially when yeah. they are fan from fans since twenty years or something. Um, maybe their whole music interest changed you know when sure, they got older yeah. maybe they like maybe they don't even listen to metal anymore and stuff like that i mean we have a pretty mixed fan base younger older so um some some of the old school fans really stick to 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 the band but of course we also have people who since six albums they they write a comment like why don't you release another album like vent <laughs> because we are not we are not 19 anymore yeah <laughs> you know i mean you know, and then uh, they, they <laughs> and when are you gonna stop with clean vocals? We have clean vocals on already twelve albums. I don't think on the thirteenth we're gonna stop. You know, like, and they, well, that the, that argument too. That stuff was there early on as well. Yeah, maybe I mean, not, not as, as not as prevalent, but it was there. Yeah. yeah, especially like, and then they say like, you know, there are always people who are gonna complain because people like to complain. But that's it. You know, we might we make the music we want to do that we like. To make and uh, we hope of course that people like that too but if there are some people who don't then don't <laughs> you know that's it find another sure. band do you find now that you're almost 25 years into this do you find do you find the band more enjoyable at this point yeah 100% like uh, actually that is also a tough question because um, for me if you you can divide the band into into three periods uh -huh. it's the beginning time like let's say up until shadow hearts and then there's the period between the opposite from within up until say hello to tragedy that is part two for me and then i'm nemesis up until today you know mm -hmm. so i don't like period two 
That's my opinion. <laughs> did, did just the music? Action. Yeah, actually all of it somehow, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know. I can't identify with that anymore. I know a lot of people are always shocked when I say that, but um, this is just me, you know. I, I don't speak for the whole band, but I like the old school times until including the sh- uh, Shadow Hearts. Yeah. Like, uh, like this is this is when I what I grew up with when I came from the hardcore scene and stuff, and then it drifted into something different somehow, and then and this is why I, for example, also made on the I'm Nemesis a pretty drastic change mm-hmm. to my to my understanding at least because um, I was sitting down and said if I listen back, this is not really what. The music I want to make anymore, the uh, the opposite for the the Undying Darkness, the Awakening, and the um, Say Hello to Tragedy. I don't say this is, is it's bad music. It's just not my thing anymore. And I wanted to to really create something new. I actually had an album written already. Ten, eight, nine, nine, ten songs were done for I'm Nemesis. And then I thought, no, I don't want to do that anymore. This is this is not what I want to continue doing. And then I wrote one song, and that was. Uh, memorial that was the first song which i kept all other songs the nine ten other songs i completely threw in the trash can and i called the band we have to delay the recording a bit because i completely started new they were like what <laughs> I was like, yeah all songs are gone i just started with a new album <laughs> and then uh, and then it was pretty fast the second song was davy jones and then then it somehow and then I, I found I really found what I wanted to do from now on so this is why I enjoyed mostly the old school times and then everything from I'm Nemesis on in between that is not really my thing of course when we re- were releasing that I was really 100% behind it you know that was what I was liking to do but if I backwards listen like to that now this is not really my my thing anymore like for example for some in the band this is really like awesome stuff you know mm-hmm. and also i know there's fans out there who are always shocked with oh what how can you say that you know that's my favorite album it's like yeah it's cool that it's your favorite it's not my favorite album i mean we still play a couple of songs from that we, we play from the undying darkness we play like nothing is forever and stuff and we play a couple of those songs but not as much anymore well, I really appreciate that, honestly, and that's and it's actually really cool, refreshing to hear. Um, and it makes sense how you're saying earlier that you wanted Dystopia to be some of that old stuff mixed with what you've been doing lately. And I think yeah. you, I think you've nailed it with that. Um, Thank you. The album, like you said, comes out tomorrow, and you've got these four release shows uh, across Germany. Where do you where do you get your best reactions in Germany? That's usually hometown or home area, at least you know. Um, in two days we play in Essen. That is that is my hometown, and also this home area. You know, in this kind of home area is where I feel comfortable the most, or when there's most people coming. And uh, this and some parts of the east are really strong usually. But yeah, hometown shows are always something. Uh, hometown shows are always something special. And uh, I think the the most people will also be there. And even though we chose smaller clubs. For, for those four shows but um, yeah so I I think that will be definitely the, the, the best the best area like for us to play now you know usually Cologne Essen and this kind of area like North Rhine-Westphalia that is like the, the state we are actually from yeah. so these are usually the, the biggest or best reacted shows uh, Mark, thank you for taking the time to talk to me about this. I really do enjoy the new record. I've been listening to a lot thank over the last much. few days, and uh, I think it's going to go over great. Um, good luck yeah, playing the shows. Can, and I hope you come to the States at some point, and then maybe you come out and say hello. Yes, I will. Actually, let's let's put tack this on to the end of the year. Any, any touring plans in the near future? Maybe next year, yes. This okay. year we focus this year we focus on Europe, you know, the album, some festivals. And we said uh, also next year we want to try to go maybe to Australia, to, to maybe some Asian countries and also America, you know. We try, we try. You yeah. know, it's, it's not easy, it's expensive for us and stuff like that. But um, yeah, we try next year definitely to come to the U.S. and let's see, has been a really long time.
There you have it. That was my conversation with Mark of Caliban. The song you just heard was Dystopia, which of course is the title track off of their new record, Out Now, available everywhere on Century Media Records. As you heard, they're playing some shows, they're doing some tours, they're doing a thing, a thing, and another thing, and uh, hopefully you get to catch them somewhere. Hopefully I do too. I hope you happen to catch my printer going off in the middle of that interview. You know, I got this printer that just decides to, to print. We, we print stuff like a couple days before and then eventually it prints. And sometimes it prints at like 12.30 in the afternoon while I'm talking to somebody from Germany. A little inconvenient. thought I could mute it on my end and it, would, uh, it wouldn't go through, but it was there. So if you're wondering what that robot noise was, I was printing the paper, man. Probably return shipping label to Amazon because that's what we do here. Buy and return, buy and return, buy and return. It's the way to do it, man. It's the way to do it. Speaking of buy and return... Uh, did I already mention getting it in the mail? Probably did, but that's like my favorite thing that I do right now, getting in the mail. But that's about to be uh, overrun by gettingitout.net. Yes, gettingitout.net is legitimately on the precipice of its premiere. It's happening. It is 100% happening within, I'm going to say within a week. And I'm probably going to be wrong, but I'm going to say within a week. And that is very exciting news. I'm looking at it right now. Looks sharp. Very happy. Little couple bugs here and there to tweak. But it's it's about done, which is amazing to me. Uh, if you want to see what that's all about, go to gettingitout.net now and bookmark that page. It is coming shortly. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be it for this one. Still got some exciting stuff happening. I'm excited, I guess. I'm also excited because the week's almost over. That's a good thing. Work sucks. I can't stand it. I don't want to do work anymore. I hope you feel the same. Actually, I hope you don't feel the same. I hope you're doing something that you don't mind. And you're like, hey, work's not so bad. Good for you, man. Don't rub it in. All right. That's it for this week's episode. I'm going to end you with a track from Misfire. They had a new album drop earlier this year. It was called Sympathy for the Ignorant. And it was out on Monarch Heavy. The reason I'm choosing to play a song off of this album is just simply because I think it kicks ass. It's a great thrash record from three guys out of Chicago. Came out April 1st. Sympathy for the Ignorant. Out there, everywhere. It's their debut album. Go check it out. Misfire from Chicago. This song is called Red Flag. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.